the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back, relax, as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I truly hope is being a blessing to you. That's called a recovery and restoration. Something that the Bible clearly states that God wants to do for every child of God, including me and you. What a good God we've got. And what a wonderful opportunity that he's presented to you and me to have everything restored to us that rightfully belongs to you and me. That's the kind of God that I'm proud to say that I love and trust. The kind of God who not only saved us, but desires and has every intention to restore everything that the devil has stolen from us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Joel chapter 2. We'll begin reading in verse 21. It reads like this. It says, Fear not, O lands, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore unto you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. He's talking about us right there. Praise God. We're going to be a people who are never ashamed. Why is that? Because he's going to restore back to us in Jesus name. He told us he's going to restore back to us the things that the devil has devoured. Restored, of course, means to, if to recover it means he's going to get it back for us. He's going to regain it for me and you. It's not anything that we're going to have to do. He's going to do it for me and you. Our job is just to do what he tells us to do so that we can be in the position that he wants us to be so he can do in our lives what he wants to do for you and me. And that's recover what it is that's stolen. And as I said it last time, I can even say it again this time. I've even gotten more reports from the last time I talked about it about recovery and restoration that's happening in people's lives. Recovery of things that God said he would do. 
and things that we've already heard about that he said he's going to do. And it's coming back in spades, too. Praise God. Folk is getting blessed up in here, up in here, up in here. Praise God. And we're only in the first quarter. Well, that's the be the name of the Lord. I'm excited about it. Praise God. Because we're about to pop. You, go, you know you got four gears on some cars. Praise God. We're still in first. It's about to pop, boom, to second. And it's going to raise up to another level. And it's going to go up again a lot of higher and higher, too, and stronger and stronger. It's a recovery going to happen for me and you. Praise God. And then we get good and geeked about that one happening to me and you. Praise God. We be thinking like, man, and we only at the halfway point. Then they're going to pop the clutch again and then do it one more time for me and you and take it up to another level. Praise God. Of recovery and restoration happening to me and you. Praise God. And then by the end of the year, praise God, we already going to have G-forces hitting me and you. Praise God. Well, God's going to be causing recovery and restoration on me and you. And all of a sudden, he's going to pop it one more time. And then, zzz, and it's just going to start happening like ridiculous at that time. Praise God. But in the meantime, it's happening right now. Praise God. And I'm excited about it. Praise God. And you might be looking around and saying, oh, it ain't happening to me. You might not know about it. It's being set up for thee. Praise God. Your kaplaya is going to happen in a minute or two. Praise God. What he's going to do in your life, what he said he's going to do. We've been looking more recently about the recovery and restoration of health. The recovery and restoration of health. Because God wants our health restored. Praise God. He didn't make us to be walking around all sick and jacked up. Praise God. And incapable of doing the things that he wants us to do. Got a spirit that's willing, but a body ain't cooperating with me and you. God wants healing to be able to happen in our life. And so we've been talking about that restoration of health in our life. More recently, he started dealing with the healing of bruises and broken hearts. The healing of bruises and broken hearts. Because there are some damages that occur to me and you that are physical and visible so we can be able to see what it is that's wrong with me and you but sometimes some of them happen internal praise God where they're on the inside of me and you where we remember when it happened or we might even notice that it happened but yet never really handled that thing with me and you we learn to get through it we learn to keep putting one foot in front of another and keep doing what we do but we never solved that thing that was on the inside of me and you what God says is he's a healer of the brokenhearted. And he's going to heal the broken heart. In fact, he said he's going to set them at liberty, those that are bruised. Because the bruises many times are, are below the surface. They're contusions. Whereas on the surface level, no skin was broken. But below that, there was tissue damage below there. And then it makes it difficult to be able to have mobility and do what you do and walk the way you're supposed to and live like you ought to. But God said, I'm about to heal that in people's lives. Praise God. Why? Because he said, I'm near to those that are broken hearted. God will bring recovery and restoration to the brokenhearted. He'll heal it, mend it like it's never been damaged before. In fact, he'll bind up the brokenhearted. Praise God after he pours the, the balm of Gilead in. Praise God that it might cause it to be more healed than it ever was before. God will restore a person's soul because sometimes our soul is out of control. Mind is all out there. Crazy. Praise God because of what happened to me and you. Just think of a thing and it just takes us off. Zing, you know, like a kite string in the middle of a gale force wind. Praise God. But God's going to reel it back in and he's going to restore that thing back for me and you so that our minds can function like they ought to. And he's going to return even our joy back to me and you. So last time we got together, we started looking at what he does to be able to cause that to happen. As we found out, many times questions are asked about a bruised and a broken hearted. A lot of questions that got left unanswered. And because those questions got left unanswered, that's one of the reasons why things continue to go on and on for me and you. Because we still ain't figured out why did this happen to me and you. We still haven't figured out and gotten a clean enough answer for why did it happen to me. I understand how it happens, but how did it happen to me? 
I'm saved. I mean, I read my Bible. I study. I go to church. I serve in church. I do the things that God tells me to do. Well, then why did that happen to me and you? Well, we found out last night, and that's one of the reasons why it happened to you. Where is God? Because the devil's scared of you. Because he understands what God wants to do with you. He understands, to an extent, of course. He understands how God wants to use you. He understands how he wants to use you as a billboard of his excellence, a demonstrating of his dynamic power. That's why he wanted to bring you down at that hour, so that you can never be able to produce in your life what you want to produce. Even though you got questions like, why, 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 why did they do this to me? Whereas God, because the devil told them to do it to you. Whereas God, and they was susceptible to the devil, just like you susceptible to the devil sometime too. Whereas God, that man said, drop your rocks. Whereas God, because it happens to other people too. And it says, why did, why did God let this happen to me? Well, God didn't let this happen to you. You had let it happen to you. Or even if you didn't let it happen to you, it happened. Whereas God, now deal with that. Now, now it's time to find out why did it happen? Because we found out that the real source of the problem is the devil. Because the thief come not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, Jesus said, I am coming that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's the dichotomy of life that exists in life. Praise God. It's either going to work out good for you and that's on God's side or it's going to be jacked up. That's the devil's side. And we looked at even the first time that, 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 that the devil manifested in the midst of the natural world in which we live. As we saw how he had affected Adam and the female Adam too, who was later called Eve, how it affected them too. But yet we found something very interesting from that. And that is that when God asked him the question, you know, about, you know, you know, who told you you was naked? Why you why you do something other than what I told you to do? He blamed everything and everybody else, including God. But he never got to the one that really caused it to happen. And the one that really caused it to happen is the devil, who we found out is more subtle than any of the beasts of the field. He's non-obvious. He will not make himself visible. Why is that? Because he knows in order to solve the problem, you got to find the, the source of the problem. Because if you don't find the source of the problem, then it will, the problem will go unsolved forever. And you'll continuously be living, living in that loop of why did they do it or why did they do it or who, who did it. And you'll get to looking at them and start attaching the fault to them. And then before you know it, you, 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 you fighting them and going against them and conducting yourself in ways that God doesn't want you to do. That's why healing won't manifest for you. But we found out. That we need to understand Satan's devices. What is he trying to do? We found out he's trying to place a thought on the inside of you. Because the real reason why he did what he did was not to do what he do. He did what he did to set you up for the next thing that he wanted to do. The first thing he did was cause that thing to happen to you. So that a thought could be placed on the inside of you as a result of what happened to you. That's what he was really after was that thought. Because we found out that that word thought renders down to a word called handle which means he will then handle you with that thought for the rest of the days of your life. He'll control you with that thought for the rest of the days of your life. And as long as that thought stays in you, that unanswered question is still on the inside of you and that misdirected fault in reasoning for why this happened to you, then you will forever be a person that is susceptible being to, to remain brokenhearted and hurt over that over and over again because you still haven't understand why did it happen in the beginning. But we found out that we were not supposed to think it's strange when these things happen to me and you. We all hosting the thought that, got, that Satan placed on the inside of me and you. We invite it in as a guest. We make it comfortable in our house and in our life. In fact, we talk to it all the time in our life. We talk to it, talk about it, deal with it, and praise God and enjoy ourselves even with it. Praise God. We feed it. We feed that thought as to why this happened. Praise God. We feed the wrong thoughts. And before you know it, they done took up residence in our house. And now they're controlling even us and our house in the midst of us. 
because we're all bewildered over why, how this happened to us to you. We're confused and puzzled completely over what happened to me and you. But we know that, that puzzlement and bewilderment is of the devil because God said, I am not the author of confusion, but of peace. So if there's still confusion in your mind about why that happened at that time, then the reason why that confusion is in your mind, because Satan is the author of that. God brings you peace so that you can clearly understand what's going on. God is a God of understanding. And he said, in all you're getting, get understanding. He said, here's one of the first things that you need to understand as you understand it, that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. That many are the afflictions of the righteous. Stuff happens to people. It happens to you, too. As long as you're breathing on earth, something can happen to you. But that's not the question. The question is, what you going to do when it happens to you? Bad boy, bad boy, what you going to do? What you going to do when it comes for you? Praise God, are you going to accept the thought that he wanted to give to you and take you off track from what God had in store for you? Are you going to allow yourself to be sidetracked and never step into the fullness of what God has in store for you? While you sit year after year, decade after decade, still trying to puzzle in your mind about why this happened to you and how this shouldn't have never happened to you? Come on, understand, you're in the middle of a battle. You're in the middle of a war. You're in the middle where, where things happen. Just make sure you're not a casualty. Make sure that things can happen to you, but you don't have to become a casualty too. Are you listening to me up in here? Because God will deliver us out of every single one of us. I love that about the Lord. Praise God. We'll be able to testify that regardless of what the devil tried to do in our lives, we still came out of that thing fine in Jesus' name. Now, so we learned also, and this is where we want to pick up from, is that Satan has two mindsets, that he, two things that he really want to do with you. He wants to rule you and he wants to ruin you. Why? Because you are of God. He wants to rule you, which means control you. And he wants to ruin you. That means destroy you because he come not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Clearly understand that, saints. The fact that we Christians don't mean that we get the chance to walk around pooting daisies and playing harps and stuff like that. No. You in a battle, baby. As long as you're on this earth, Satan's going to be coming against you. Now the question is what you're going to do when he comes up against you. Satan wants you, wants to, you to be ruined. He wants to ruin you. And the opportunity to be able to enjoy the life that God has planned for you. God's got a wonderful life plan for you. We learned about it last time. He said he came said that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He wants you to do the full till it overflows. That's what he wants so that his glory can show. So that when all these people look at this wonderful life that you're living, that can only come from the God that's given, then they will want to be just like you and step into that thing. And then there's be another person that he'll lose control of and not be able to rule them like he want to. So therefore, you become an enemy to Satan. You become a problem to Satan. And so before you become too big of a problem, he's going to bring you a big problem to be able to cause something to happen into your life that can be able to hurt you, harm you, affect you so that it can then infect you and cause you to think things that you ought not think as a result of what happened to you. And, he, and he'll be successful if we allow him to do what it is he planned him to do. Notice my terminology. If we allow him to do what he told him to do. Now, you can't stop him from doing what he set out to do to you. But you can stop him from being successful at what he ultimately wants to do to you. You can't stop him from doing what he intends to do to you. And that's bring something against you. But you can stop him from being successful at what he is ultimately trying to do by bringing something against you. Because remember, the thing that he's bringing against you isn't the end all be all. It's just the open door for him to be able to get in you some more so that he can then control you from that point forward. Satan wants you wants you to wants to control you based upon what he caused to happen to you. He wants to control you 
based upon what happened to you. And once again, he'll be successful if you allow him to do what he planned to do. Because that thing that happened to you will then control you for the rest of the days of your life. That incident that occurred to you on one day, one night, will be with you every day, every night. And you'll still walk around with that same fright. And he'll control you with it for the rest of the days of your life. Play with you, toy with you, do what he wants to with you. He might even let you leave you alone for a minute or two, make you think that you done defeated that thing when you know you ain't really defeated that thing. It just ain't hit you like it used to. And then later on down the line, when, when you least expect it, you find out you elected, and then he'll toy with you again that day. Why? Because you still ain't handled the thing like you're supposed to handle it. That's why it ain't went away. Now, we are spiritual beings. I don't know if you know that. Praise God. We are spiritual beings. Created by God to live our lives spiritually. We are created by God to live our lives spiritually. We are a spirit who lives in a body and possesses a soul. Who has a mind that we can control. And we can control our bodies too. Which means that we are people who were designed to be in control. We're supposed to live our lives in control every day of our lives. Well, that's what God intended for me and you. When we got born again, ha! He made us children of the most high God. So we're supposed to be led by the spirit of God, which means the spirit of God leads us where he wants us to go. Spirit of God shows us the places he wants us to go. We'll be led by the word of God, which is one of the ways that the spirit of God leads me and you. And when we're led by the spirit, one of the things we're led by is the word of God, which means that whatever God says about everything is what we think about everything. And as we think what God wants us to think, we'll do what God wants us to do. And when we think and do what God wants us to do, everything will turn out the way God's planned for me and you. He said, praise God, once again, that, you know, all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And we are people who are called according to his purpose. So that means everything is going to work out fine for me and you. Okie doke. That's where it's going to work out for me and you. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord is going to make sure that happens to me and you. He's going to lead us and guide us into the things that God has in store for me and you. All we have to do is follow the living God and his word, and, and it'll work out well for me and you. Now, since we're spiritual people created to walk in the Spirit, live our lives spiritually, and be led of the Spirit, then to defeat us, Satan has to get us out of the Spirit and be able to get us into the natural. He has to get us out of the Spirit into the natural. He had to get us to quit acting like spiritual beings and begin to start acting like normal, ordinary, carnal beings. He wants to act natural. He wants to get us back into the natural. Therefore, Satan wants to do something to us to have, or have something happen to us that'll get us to stop thinking spiritually like God wants us to think and begin to think and act carnally. That's his whole goal is in fact is to get you to stop acting spiritually, stop thinking spiritually and begin to start thinking naturally, carnally. Well, why is that so important? Because Satan does everything he does to be able to get you to operate back into the natural and remain in the natural based upon what happened to you. He'll cause something to happen to you that'll get you out of thinking spiritually and begin to think naturally in hopes that. He can then plant that thought on the inside of you and get you to remain natural at any point in time. Or he can put your, push your natural button and cause you to get back in the natural all the time. Because if he can do that, he got you. 
He comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy, and he will be successful that he wants to do with you. I'll show it to you. Turn to Romans chapter 8, please. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? We got something in common. Praise God. I love y'all. Romans chapter 8. Hey, well, I'll take that. I received that. Praise God. Romans chapter 8. See, Satan's goal is to get us to be carnal-minded instead of spiritually minded. His goal is to get us to be carnally minded instead of spiritually minded. Why? Because if he can get you, if you're spiritually minded, he's, he's defeated. Ask me why. Because you spirit are already plugged into God. You spirit are already locked in with God. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up with God and plugged into the power source. In such a way as you have access to all the power that it is that God has. Because we, when God made us, come on VBB astray. When God made us, he made us conductive to the power of God. To the point that just like a live wire that we were touching, that same electricity would be inside of me and you. That same voltage would exist on the inside of me and you. The fact that we wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in God would mean that same voltage would run through me and you. And the power of God will be in you. That's why you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Because you are conductive to the power of God. Come on, body double. Praise God. Amen. But we know that the, the, the on switch and the off switch for the power is in your soul. It's in your mind. It's in your thinking. Praise God. That's what the on switch and the off switch is, is on for the soul, for the power that flows in you. Just like, for instance, this room is lit up right now. Praise God. Why? Because the lights are on right now. Praise God. Not the lights are on talking about necessarily just from the electric company, even though that's true, too. But at the same time, we got the switch on in here because the switch is on. The lights are on up in here. The power gets a chance to do what it's designed to do because of the fact that we got the switch in the right position so it can do it for me and you. But if that same anybody was to walk by here by accident or by incident and then turn the lights off and turn that switch off, then all the lights are going to go off, which means there's still the same amount of power that exists. It's just held back from being able to do what it's designed to do. And that's turn the lights on in these light, turn the power on in these lights to cause these lights to do what they're supposed to do. Just like you, you always got the power of God flowing in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're already plugged into the living God. You already have the power to defeat the devil because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But the problem is, is that if your light switch get turned off, you're worthless. You're powerless. Everything goes dark. And now Satan is in control because God operates in light. He lives in light. He functions in light. And he said, if you walk with me and live with me, then you're going to do it in the light. But if you're stepping in darkness, then God's got nothing to do with that. So what Satan has to do is turn it from light to darkness. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? He got to get you out of the spirit into the natural. He got to get you into the carnal. Why? So that the power don't flow and do what it says it's supposed to do in order to defeat him wherever you go. We're in Romans chapter 8, verse 4. It says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, we bless people when we learn to walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Notice that's a capital S, which is talking about the Holy Spirit of God. It ain't a small S, not talking about you or talking about some other little spirit somewhere that God created. This is talking about Holy Spirit. This is the big S, praise God. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They mind it. They think about it all the time. If you're in the flesh, you think about the things of the flesh all the time. But they that are after the Spirit, capital S, the things of the Spirit, which means that's what we mind. Well, Satan wants you to no longer be minding the things of the spirit, things of God, what God says and how God says to conduct yourself. He wants you minding the things in the flesh, things that are happening to this world. Or how about this? The things that happen to you. Verse six, for to be carnally minded. Here's the reason why. For to be carnally minded is death. 
not can be death. It is definitive that is death. To be carnally minded is death. But to, at least, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To show you how definitive it is, notice if you've got a King James Version, the word is is italicized, which means it's added in by the translators in order to bring more clarity, which means that the translator, in order to try to make sure that they clear it up from one language to another, added that in. Y'all don't mind if I pull it out for a moment and let's read it that way. It says, for to be carnally minded, death. To be spiritually minded, life and peace. To be carnally minded, death. Satan comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you're spiritually minded, life and peace is all that flows through you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hopefully, you're coming to know our God as a God who is capable of causing a regaining of that which has been lost and or taken away in our lives. And more importantly, I hope you're becoming inspired to let God be a God who restores everything that has been lost and or taken away in our lives. He's willing and wanting to do it for all of us who are heathens. So come on and let's let him do it for us. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. I guess you can see we hold a lot of services here. (laughs) Come on through. You'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget... If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up at home, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. We'll be glad to see you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.